Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a man who doesn't need LSD to remember the most important details in his life, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I don't know about you, but I was relieved to find out bad Mexican restaurants exist in, in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. That's right. I was so, that was just wonderful. It's like, oh, right. They have, they have awful Mexican restaurants too. So it's, that was good to know. It was, it was heartwarming to say the least. Uh, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about a somewhat under the radar uh, show on HBO Max, The Tourist. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show like our newest patron, uh, who is going by Willie Beeman because he has said he wants to be anonymous. So uh, we are welcoming Willie. And you actually know Willie, so I want you to tell us a little bit about Willie. Yeah, Willie, too much. Willie is a cousin of mine. Yes. Uh, and he actually reached out to me uh, and said that the podcast was helping him get through this day. And we actually spoke on the phone multiple times and have reconnected. So this podcast is not just entertaining, but it's bringing families together. Yes, that is right. They, they are bringing families together. Unlike the show that we just talked about for two hours, but we lost the recording on. Uh, and we uh, guys, just to give you a little heads up, we're, we're, Ryan and I are, are a little bit despondent <laughs> right now because we just did a two-hour podcast on Succession, and when I hit stop recording, it the, the, the program crashed, and the recording is gone. It is never to be seen. So that is the reason why we are doing The Tourist today instead of doing Succession. So uh, if you've been looking forward to our Succession talk, just like... Look, it was good. It, it was yes, great. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, we, we are still going to do it. We will We will re-record it, but we're, we just can't do another two-hour uh, session tonight. Uh, so we, we will do that next week. Uh, so we'll talk more about that at the end of the, the show. But uh, we will have no midweek show this week because this, uh, this episode that we're doing now, The Tourist, was supposed to be our midweek episode. But life is what it is, and it is our uh, only show for this week. So uh, we apologize. You know, technology is what it is. I, we both have friends that podcast, and this happens on, a, on occasion. So uh, I, I feel like I've just lost all my memory, and I'm waking up in Australia. Yes. Can't rem- <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it feels like. Like, uh, the two last two hours are like, we had to wipe them from our memory. Yes. So, uh, but the reason that we are doing The Tourist, if you're wondering, uh, the reason that we are reviewing this is because one of our patrons, uh, who we will only call Savannah Barnes, 
because that is what she asked us to do. Uh, she supports us at a, a $20 level on our Patreon account, and every year they get to pick two things for us to review, and this was her pick, so that's the reason that we are doing The Tourist. Uh, if you can't be a patron, you can help the show by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it here on air next time we record, and hopefully it won't go away. Uh, but both of those go a long way in getting the show in the ears of new listeners. All right, so let's talk about The Tourist. Uh, what are your general thoughts about this? I uh, actually really enjoyed it. Uh, it felt like... I felt like we've seen amnesia type shows before, but this kind of felt like a fresh take or maybe because I hadn't seen one in a while, Mm -hmm. but this felt differently. Uh, It was also Coen Brothers-esque. To yeah, me. it kind of was. Maybe yeah, because there right. was a lot of lot of dark comedy, and also with the Coen Brothers, uh, a lot of their movies, you had these weird and quirky background characters right. that that may only be in a couple of scenes, but they kind of they kind of they're they're quirky and they kind of steal the show while they're there, and then they go away, and then they may come back, and yeah. it kind of felt like that. But uh, I, I I enjoyed this. Um, I still, there's things that we can talk about, you know, nitpicks, but overall I I was, this was an easy binge too. Yeah, it really was. I felt like we kind of just went through these episodes pretty quickly. Yeah, the, it's it's pretty easy to watch. Uh, one of the things you mentioned, Amnesia, I think they really did a good job of stressing just how important Amnesia was to the storyline. Because uh, sometimes when you get to these Amnesia stories, that you just kind of forget about that at some point. They don't really do it. They don't really talk about it too much. But that's very apparent in the show, and the, you know they're constantly referring to things that you know you think he would remember, and he just won't because he he's lost it. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, Amnesia is always this interesting thing just because, you know, it, when you have amnesia, how much do you lose? I mean, obviously, you know, you can still talk and, you know, do you lose the ability to know that two plus two is four, you know? So it's always, amnesia shows always are interesting to me just because I always want to see how they play it out. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job with it in the show. Yeah, I think that, I think they did too. And I, I know we're going to get to this, but I love that it took an LSD trip <laughs> for, for him to get all his, I mean, most of his memories back. Yes. That is true. We'll talk about that in a second. So one of the things I wanted to point out, one of the things I think that's really important to this show is it's a six-episode show. Uh, they're all right around an hour for the most part. They're, they're right at that hour mark, so it's about six hours. And there are three very, very clear acts in this show. The first two episodes are one act. The second, uh, third, fourth episodes are second. And the fifth and sixth are definitely their own their own being for the most part. So the first episodes one and two, this is where we begin to learn a little bit about the person who's called the man uh, in the IMDb because we, we don't know who his name is. He doesn't know who his name is. Uh, but when we finally learn out who he is at the end of episode two, uh, we learn that he is Elliot Stanley. What did you think about just in general about these first two episodes? Yeah, I, I thought they were good. I thought the, the opening action scene where, where he, the car chase, and and him getting hit by the by the the eighteen uh, wheeler was incredible. And also, I I, I wrote this down. I, I want more scenes of a character rocking out and singing Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> I don't know why I really enjoyed that. He was really getting into it. That's true. He was. He was really getting into it. And he's and not he, a great singer either. So we found that out about Jamie. I guess it's, unless they tell him to sing it poorly. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, I saw where he was in a boy band. So I have a feeling he was faking. Oh, he's, really? He's singing is probably a little little better than that. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about him. So yeah, but Jamie Dornan, he plays <laughs> the man. Uh, and Jamie Dornan, look, 
like I've not seen any of his stuff. Uh, Belfast is up for an Academy Award. He is in that, but I have not seen it yet. I know you have seen it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about his performance in that? Just like oh, he's he he's an incredible performance, and he he gets to sing and perform in that as well. Okay. So, so that's why uh, I'd also he was in. They remade Robin Hood a couple of years ago. Yes, they did. Did you not watch that one? No, I didn't. Okay, he he was in that. It's a terrible movie. Don't watch it. But <laughs> he, he was he was pretty good in that. And there was a show that he's in on uh, Netflix called The Fall, where he is a serial killer. Oh, really? Jillian Anderson is the cop trying to track him down. It's like three seasons. It is really good. Okay. It's it's worth watching. So he he's a good actor. Yeah, the, I mean, probably his most famous thing is probably his one of his worst things, which is yeah. uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. I never saw any of them. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we are not the target audience for that. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, that's kind of what made him the star that he has kind of become. He's not a huge star, but I mean, he, he's kind of got, he's got enough of a name out there that he's kind of recognizable. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we find out about him. Uh, you know, the first episode. We uh, we get have that nice opening episode between uh, where he's driving the car and the truck is chasing him down. I will say this: I, I was like, "All right, the car should be able to outmaneuver this truck." Look, I drive a school bus. I know how hard it is to maneuver a, a big vehicle like that. Uh, so, like, he should be able to outmaneuver this just a little bit. But you know what? It's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I'm fine to go. I'm fine with the, to roll with that. Uh, but I will say, the first episode, it, you're. This is kind of the case with a lot of HBO shows. They they start off really slow. They're trying to establish a lot of things in their first episodes. I mean, I saw this with Game of Thrones. Uh, this kind of was the case with Succession as well because they're trying to establish a lot with that family. Uh, even to Peacemaker, to a certain extent, they, they yeah. do that with as well. So they, they always are – the first episode can be kind of slow, and I always have to remind myself of that because – when I was watching this, it's like, oh man, this is kind of slow. It's kind of boring. He's like, but wait, it's it's fine. They normally fix this, <laughs> and that was kind of that was definitely the case because once you kind of see that that uh, what, what, uh, it's not Judy. Uh, what was her name? Uh, oh, uh, Daniel Lucy, McGee. Lucy, yeah, yeah, yeah Lucy. Uh, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Once we find out that Lucy at the end is she has all these pictures of the two of them together. We're like, Oh, well she actually knows. Yeah. Uh, and that's that, when, that was, that was good. Yeah. That's when my, that's when you kind of piqued your interest in it. Uh, and then we find that that second episode is when we really start to get into it. So, um, there's some weird stuff going on in this first episode. I mean, and, you know, not as weird as it is later on, but there's some weird stuff. Cause you got this guy, we don't know who he is. He's trying to call and he's buried underground. Uh, he, he, he's trying to make a phone call. We don't know why he's buried underground. Uh, we see the big fat guy who ends up being, uh, what was his name? He was, uh, Billy. That's right. Uh, Olafur Dari Olafson. Uh, so he, like I said, he does, he plays this, he plays kind of what you think is going to be the villain and he kind of is, but there's, there's a few villains in this thing. I I really liked his character. I, I thought he was, he was very funny too. Yeah, he was. He because he's always talking about whenever somebody mentioned their profession, his mom always did their profession. Fine work, you people do. Fine work. <laughs> yeah, so he was he, he was initially at first when I first saw his face, I thought he might be Nick Offerman. I was like, is Nick Offerman in this? Because he kind of looks like that, but he's yeah. just too big. He, he, did, did you see the Eurovision movie with Will Ferrell? No, I did not. Okay, he he played a big part in that, and he was. You'll see this GIF every once in a while where I can't remember the song. It's like something ding along and he he was like play jingle ding along and that was like so you'll see that gif from that movie every once in a while okay, so that's that you will see him uh and on twitter and stuff okay cool 
Also, I'll, I'll have to check him out. Cause I, he, this was new to me. And that's kind of this, this whole cast, for the most part, with the exception of Danny Dornan, it's a lot of people that we don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that I've never seen. And if you start looking at their IMDb's, it's it's pretty thin. Uh, so, I, well, I knew two people. You know? I knew uh, Danielle McDonald. Okay. And which she's really, really good. Yes, she was. Uh, she was in the Netflix movie that Jennifer Aniston is also in. That uh, was it. Dolly Parton, I think, was the producer. Dumplin'. It's a okay. teen. It's a young adult book. Okay. Uh, she was the star of that. So I had seen her in that. And then Damon Harriman, who was the uh, cop, the. Uh, what was his character's name? Uh, his name was... Guess, Lachlan Rogers. Yeah, Lachlan Rogers. Mm-hmm. He was uh, one of the dumb criminals from Justified, Dewey Crow. He was on oh, okay. like the whole whole show. And also, he was Charles Manson in two different things. He was on Mindhunters. He was Charles Manson. Okay. And then he was Charles Manson on the Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, I never saw that. I wanted to go back and see it. I never actually saw it. So he, this is the first time I've seen him actually use his accent. So this was an introduction to me. He always had played an American in the right. other stuff I've seen him in. Yeah, so, you know, this is, like I said, this is the first two episodes. Like I said, they got these weird things going on. Uh, but, but like I said, they're not as weird as what is to come. Uh, but like I said, and then you get, you know, the the diner blows up. You don't really know how that's going on. What what causes that? You assume that it's the Billy character uh, that that caused that and um, we find out later on that it wasn't uh so, so like these first two episodes they set up really really well and they then transition us into the second act uh which is which just completely threw me off because when episode three opens up you know we end in australia we find out that elliot stanley is the man's name uh they have discovered uh, was it Marco that was in the barrel underground? Yes, yes, yeah, so, Marco. So they yeah. discovered Marco's body. He was he uh, he died for two reasons. One, uh, the air tube that was uh, left for him ends up getting clogged up with with dirt, but also a scorpion ends up crawling through that air tube. Uh, so, so you know, we're 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 finally getting some things established. We're getting ready to, to go on a roll, and then all of a sudden, episode three opens up with this like overhead shot. I guess it's done on a drone of a forest and somebody's speaking in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, I, seriously, I hit the back button on my remote. It's like, did I do the right show? I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? And it was the right show. And this is when we're introduced to Costa or Costa. I'm not sure yeah. how it's pronounced. I think it's Costa. And I think they were actually Greek. Oh, was it Greek? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was. Well, uh, they, at one point they mentioned they're from Greece. Oh, I yeah, thought it was Spanish right. too, but you're then right. I didn't, I took Spanish in high school. I still pick up on some words and I couldn't pick up on anything they were saying. I think you're right. I think it is Greek. Okay. So I think, I think you're correct about that. Um, but yeah, so they're speaking, they're speaking Greek. Uh, and it's apparently it's a brother. It's two brothers. We we figured that out pretty quickly. That there are two brothers here, and they're hunting a hog. Uh, and this is obviously a memory because he says it just like it was back in in the old days. And this we don't. This they throw us for a loop because these brothers they look like they're about the same age. Uh, they seem to have a good relationship. They seem to have good rapport. And we find this is when you know there's you got a lot of things going on with with Elliot, but they're really trying to get you accustomed to who Costa, Costa is in, in this particular episode. And I thought it was an interesting take that they had on this. Yeah, I agree with you. Like like you said, he comes out of 
nowhere and then you're like you said it seems like a different show we were like wait there's a drug cartel right exactly like what's going on here so and and you know we're talking about a lot of things that are just kind of weird about this show but it all it it works together when you're watching it Uh, it it does and i was going to say at the end of each episode this does a good job of it keeps raising the stakes a little bit yeah it does it absolutely does that and also in episode three and four, this is when they do a bait and switch with us on the romantic leads because when we're first introduced, we're, when we first introduced to um, Officer, what's her name, Officer Chambers. Helen Chambers. Yeah, yeah. Helen Chambers. When we're first introduced to her, we think she's going to have an, an important role to play. Obviously, we think she's going to have a uh, a significant role in determining in her, him finding out who he is and what's all going on in his past and all that type of stuff. But when we meet uh, Lucy, um, yeah, Lucy. Or Veronica, whatever her name actually is. Uh, when we meet her, it's obvious that there is history between those two, and we think that that is going to be the romantic lead, and it kind of is. But then they do a bait and switch. I think in maybe their episode three or four. I think it was four, uh, where they basically switch her out for uh, Officer Chambers. You don't see that coming. I mean, at least yeah. I didn't. I'll, I'll no, I that. agree with you. Yeah, because they end up going to the Mexican restaurant that I mentioned. That's right. And, and then they end up in bed together. They end up in bed together, and I. I just always wonder, like, because, like, this is one of those cheap, like, hotels. Like, is is mirrors on the ceiling really that important to people <laughs> I I mean, in these types of situations? Because I, I, I will be honest, I would never, ever want to have mirrors on the ceiling. So, yeah, that, when, yeah. when, when I'm in that situation. So, I always find it fascinating when the, we have mirrors on the ceiling. Uh, but, yeah, so, there's all these uh, weird things going on. And this is also while uh, episode two we is when we were introduced to Officer, uh, the guy from Major Crimes, uh, McLaughlin. Lachlan, Ro- Lachlan Rogers. Lachlan Rogers. I always want to put Lachlan at the end for some reason. Uh, his character was also just kind of interesting and weird because, like, in the middle of this briefing, when they're trying to, when he's talking about these explosions that happened in Burnt Ridge, he's talking about the explosion, and he says he's in this middle of this briefing, and all of a sudden he just stops to take a phone call. We think, you think it's going to be something about the investigation, but it apparently it's his wife. And just, they're just talking. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, there's a lot of things you don't understand. That's one thing I will say. If, if we don't want to talk about nitpicks, I don't really, they don't really explain why he just takes that call for no reason. At least well, I we, uh, I'm assuming that's when he finds out something's bad's about to happen. To no, because they, they explained that. If you remember when they're doing the LSD trip down memory lane, uh, when he takes the, uh, when he oh, like, takes knocks, that second phone call. That's right. Yeah. That's when he right. knocks that mailbox over, that's when he took that phone call to find out that something bad was happening. Yeah. And he had a weird thing. Like he had a colostomy bag, like, and yeah. they, they showed that a couple of times. Why? Yeah. I guess because, and I guess the only thing I can think of is because he only has six months to live. They talk about that. Uh, okay. He, he's got some kind of, he's got some, I don't remember what it was that uh, he has, but he's only got six months to live. I guess so whenever she calls, he's going to take it because he wants to have every moment that he can. Because he mentions that he wants to spend his last few moments of his life uh, with his with his wife. Uh, but like I said, there's just this weird dynamic that they have because every time, at like the same time, every every part of the day, he gets a phone call and he's going to take it. And so, like I said, it, but his, his character is just kind of this unknown and we don't really understand. And I didn't really know if they were going to do a villain turn with him or if they were just going to make him the the law enforcement person who's going to be hunting them down the entire time. I wasn't really sure what they were going to do with this role. And they kind of do both. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, at first it looks like he's going to be, like, potentially saving the day. Right. Uh, and then, like, he does end up being a, a villain, especially in the and six. 
Right. And the, yeah. it kind of becomes a, uh, a villain of circumstances because yeah. his wife ends up getting captured by Costa, and they are going to kill her if he doesn't do exactly what he's supposed to to get uh, Elliot to Costa. And so yeah. uh, he does a lot of bad things along the way. Uh, he kills up. He ends up killing uh, Sergeant Rodney Lamont. Oh, I can't. I, I want to say Lemon, but it's not Lemon. It's Lemon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because he says that all the time. It's Lemon, not Lemon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so he ends up killing him uh, and just doing some bad things. Like I said, doing some bad things along the way. And he's forced into to having to cover all this stuff up. Like I said, he didn't, I don't necessarily think he didn't really want to do that. I mean, it was very clear when he did uh, that he wasn't interested in killing uh, the sergeant, but he was forced to because he didn't want to call back up. Uh, so he does. And then he has to f- cover his tracks. Uh, I was going to mention something else from three and four that I actually really enjoyed. I like how Billy wouldn't die. Yes. And I will say this, uh, that's a, this is a, there's a trope that whenever you have this really big dude or this really fat guy or whatever, that you can't kill him. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's a trope that I'm not just real thrilled with because I'm like, I'm like, you know, you shoot him a thousand times guys because he's so fat that you, the, the, the bullets don't penetrate or whatever. Uh, and so I was wondering, I was like, are they really going to do that? But he actually does end up dying. Uh, so yeah, he does end up dying. But I will say, I, I understand what you're saying about the trope. Maybe it's because this guy had a lot of personality right. and it was kind of quirky. I know I keep using that word, but like I, it, it was actually entertaining when he kept living. Yeah, it, it was. I'm not even wrong. It was, you're right about that. It was. It was very entertaining, and there was. It was a lot of fun. I like. I still don't know how he got out of that well. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I don't know how he got out of that well, but yeah, like I said, I I, I do kind of get annoyed whenever I see that trip. Like he's just this really fat guy, and he just won't die. So I'm like, like cause it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But yeah. uh So, so and, I was kind of glad to see that. And then also in three and four, we also start to see. Helen Chambers is actually really good at her job. Yes, she is. Even though she's uh, new on the job, and right. I think I think maybe even the first six months, I feel like we are the first year or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you actually see she has a lot of instincts, and and actually is pretty good. Yeah, she's basically just been promoted from traffic patrol, is what she yeah. has, has been promoted from. This is like her first case ever. Uh, and it, it, what's also interesting is. Just she doesn't have confidence, and she has no self confidence yeah. whatsoever. That's the reason she's in this horrible relationship oh, with Ethan. Uh, horrible, absolutely. I mean, just a terrible, terrible, terrible relationship. I mean, he doesn't like he insults her at so many times. Oh, uh, manipulative. Yes, I mean, gaslighting is the best way to yes, describe yes. Uh, their relationship because that is exactly what he's doing to her. He's gaslighting her the entire time. He's playing on her lack of self confidence uh, to just continue to. Uh, control her for the most part. So, uh, just really, really good stuff there. And then we get to the third act, and the third act is episode five and six, and this is when it really takes a left turn. Uh, so Costa has gotten to Elliot and uh, Lachlan. He's gotten to them, and Elliot's just thirsty. He's he's tired. He's thirsty, and he takes a drink of Costa's water, which is laced with LSD. And this is when we finally start to get his memories back. And this was just a weird way to do it, but it worked really well for me. It did. And then this was also where we find out Costa's brother is actually dead. Right. Mm-hmm. That because we find that out when he's taking the Uber or taxi, yeah. I guess that may have been at the end of four. Yeah. They, they, been... they kind of, they, they basically kind of tell you without telling you completely that his brother's not actually there. Uh, yeah. and then they fully reveal it, uh, in episode five. Yeah. So that was, that was where it starts. And I'm with you. 
the the LSD trip, especially when I watch it a second time, it really works. Yeah, and like I say, he's in this hospital, and like so they have all these like departments, but they're all like instead of being departments, they're like memory areas of his memory. And what's great about it is because you're watching this, and because he's on LSD, we don't really know if this is what's happened. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we assume that it's probably true, or that's probably pretty close to being true. But this is when we start to learn about him. We learn about how he and Lucy met. Uh, we learn about how uh, Billy ended up finding him. We learn about how he ended up getting involved with Costa, why this million dollars uh, was so important to him. Like I said, we just assume that this is true, but it, you know, it could be completely false yeah. uh, because he's on LSD, and he's yeah. on a, a pretty high dosage from what we can tell from what Costa says. Because, And the reason Costa does this is because it helps him creatively. He, he's an artist, and he yeah. so, shows uh, Lachlan this weird sculpture that he did. I, mean, I guess he's supposed to be impressed by it, but it was pretty ugly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so he, you know, he kind of has these high thoughts about himself, but I do like the fact that they, the whole LSD thing for, for the, uh, brother and the apparition of the brother, they don't just like cast it off as like, Oh, well, this guy's crazy. It, the, no, yeah. the reason why he has these, these, this apparition is because he's on LSD. That's the reason why he sees him and why he talks to him. Uh, yeah. they didn't just, like I said, they didn't just talk it up to being, uh, mental illness, which I thought was, was, was a good, uh, yeah. Move. Yeah. I like that. And then we also found out about how Marcos got in the tunnel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one of my nitpicks and we still don't really know anything about Lucy. No, we really don't. And we don't really know what her... I mean, they, the the bad guys end up calling her Veronica. We don't really know if that's her real name. They talk about how well, that's a... It's a callback to the uh, Spice Girls. So I'm like, what is well, her name? I, and my wife mentioned this, and this is true. We, we're not 100% sure his name is really Elliot Stanley. No, we're not. That's what he's using in the cartel. Yeah, that's true. So it, it, yeah. his name may be something else as well. There's, yeah. there's no telling. I mean, so there's a, there's a lot of things... That are like I said, it, it's a lot of things that don't that don't sound like they would work together. But when it, when you put it all together and you watch it, it, yeah. it, it really does a good job of kind of being cohesive and and, yeah. and gluing it together. And uh, then I want to mention one more thing: going into three, four, and five, this is when we find out that Ellen Stanley is actually a villain, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Elliot is having a hard time taking this Probably in it. yeah yes because uh he doesn't want to be a villain anymore no he doesn't and you know that's that's one of those interesting that's all, like i said like i said at the beginning of this is we we find out that he's amnesic and that he's lost his memory and they do like i said this is why i thought they did a really good job with the amnesia portion of this because you know he doesn't have any memories about himself he doesn't know who he is it's just only being revealed to him through through the lsd and then they finally find the one memory that he has of, of Lena Paul. We find out that's who that woman's name is that he keeps seeing. Yeah. Uh, Lena Pascal. Lena Pascal, excuse me, I said, I said Paul. Uh, so Lena Pascal, uh, they've, they track her down, and we find out why she is so important to him and why he was tracking her down. And now I'll be interested to know why, uh, if, you know, pre-amnesic uh, uh, Elliot was going to kill her or not, you know, so that's kind of one of those interesting things. Uh, but, so th- 
like I said, they just do a really good job of putting that in, playing that amnesia storyline uh, throughout the course of of the series, uh, and it kind of leads to all the episode six. I mean, Costa is actually taken care of pretty quickly, and yeah. uh, at the end of episode six, which was surprising to me. At least, that, like I said, I thought it was surprising. What you think? I was surprising as well. Yeah, I thought I thought he would be to the final scenes. Yeah, I did too. I thought uh, he was going to be a much bigger role in this, and it kind of ends up, they, they, they do this throughout the course of the, of the series in this uh, these six episodes. It starts off with the main bad guy being Billy, and they kind of hand that off to Costa, and then Costa hands it off to Lachlan. Uh, so they, they, they kind of keep changing that who well, that uh, villain is. And, and at one point, we thought Lucy was the villain. Yeah, we, we thought yeah. she was the villain. And yeah. you know, she ends up getting killed, and she dies at the beginning of episode six. Uh, you know, so that, you know, if, there was still some ambiguity about whether or not he was going to be in a relationship with Lucy or with Helen Chambers. Uh, and then, you know, that kind of kills that off. And we still don't know, you know, this kind of gets in, this is when we start to get into uh, the, where I start having an issue. All right. So the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of episode six are great. Uh, you have this, they're running from the cops, uh, and it's just a, a fun scene between Helen yeah. Chambers and uh, Elliot Stanley. So it, this is a lot of fun. Uh, and they have good, they have really good chemistry. Yeah, they do. They that. they have great chemistry together. I thought, it, I thought they worked really, really well together. They end up doing this hostage situation uh, at like the local town diner, and this is when they end up turning the tables on uh, Lachlan, and, and at that point, he was cooked, because he's trying to frame them for, uh, it basically, he knows he has more clout as a head of major crimes than Helen Chambers does as her probationary uh, officer role. So, And it sounded like, uh, I don't think they mentioned what the case was, he had solved some big case because yes, everyone mm-hmm. knew who he was. Right, so he's he's a big deal, so he knows yeah. that, and he, he knows that if he just says, well, no, it was Helen that killed uh, the sergeant, not me, then people are going to take his word for it, and they're going to hunt him, him down, hunt yeah. her down instead, especially considering the fact that they are being cozy together at the Mexican restaurant that we both so love, very much love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but this, when it starts to turn for me, this is, this is, I don't like, the, this is the biggest thing. I don't like the ending of this show. I, I, I was not a fan of it. I didn't, this has been a fun show. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed it. You know, uh, it's had some laughs. I've been, you know, really entertained. And it just takes this incredibly dark turn at the end. Uh, because that's when we find out that the reason Lena Pascal is so important to him and the reason I hit her, this one memory he has is stuck with him above everything else is because he's basically running drugs through uh, these three women uh, for Costa. That's, the, that's what he's been, that's what Elliot Stanley's been doing. And two girls ended up dying horrible deaths yeah. uh, because of him. We don't see them. It's just the description that Lena Pascal gives of it. And at this point, Elliot Stanley just he, he tries to kill himself in a car wreck and it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, Helen ends up for the most part leaving him uh, until the very 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 end of the show. And he's dealing with all this and he ends up taking all these pills. He ends up drinking in an attempt to commit suicide. And right at the end, uh, well, who was the person that came to talk to Helen? I don't remember who was it that came to talk to her at the bar. It was the lady who owned the bar because we okay, saw her. Right. Yeah, yeah. She talked to them when they went to there. Yeah, so she goes and talks to Helen, and she basically convinces him that convinces her that, you know, he was a horrible person. Yes, but you know, you've been, he's been given this second chance through amnesia that most people don't get, so don't give up on him. And so she decides to text him. She texts him her burrito because that's the you know yeah. the bonding thing, and he smiles. But 
we don't know what happens to him. Like I said, what did you think of the ending? Yeah, I'm with you on the ending. This was, this was, they were assuming they were getting a season two and it wasn't for sure, right. but they wrote it with enough open-ended questions because we really, we don't know anything about Lucy. No, we don't. And we really don't know a lot about Elliot. No. But we know that he, you know, is, ends up being a horrible person. Uh, so, but like, how does he survive finding this out? What else? Do, so, yeah, to me, they were banking on getting a season two and they didn't, they didn't land the ending on season one. Right. So, like I said, I'll be interested. I think they were trying to give an ambiguous ending so that they could say, well, you know, if they don't get a season two, then you just assume that he died. And yeah. if they do get a season one, then something happens. And he, I guess he he's cognizant enough to be able to call 911 or something. I don't know. But they'll they'll figure out a way to, yeah, to do yeah. that. But, but, yeah, like I said, it's just... I don't know. Just going from this fun show. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it's not like just incredibly, it's not like a happy-go-lucky show, but it's still fun. I mean, just. The, it's Coen Brothers-esque. Yeah, it's like you said, it's Coen Brothers-esque. You know, you have this uh, this fun show that you've enjoyed and that's been a lot of fun to watch these characters develop because you really get a lot of a sense of just uh, Elliot Stanley's development and just him going from. As he learns more about himself and just how he processes it and how he deals with it, it's just a lot of fun to watch. But then you just have this such dark, dark, dark ending, and it's just yeah. it was it was really. Like I said it was just a sour way to to end the show. I was and like I said, that just didn't work for me. So, but other than that, it it it, it was a fun show. I enjoyed it, uh, but for the most part, like I said, that that ending really soured me on just my overall opinion of the show. Because you, when you're doing a show, especially one that you don't know if you're going to get a second season, they haven't made any decisions about it yet. No, they have. Oh, they have. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, it's I didn't coming know that for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. Realize I think that. this week. Okay, yeah, I did not see that because I went looking for it and I didn't see anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like the, the ending of a show, the ending of a season, it's it's so critical that you get that right. You have to get the ending of a season right because if you don't, it's it's the last impression, it's the last thing you well, you walk away from. And like I said, I just don't I don't know that that I like that. Uh, I wish they would have they should have known going into this whether or not they were going to have that second season or not to to really be able to transition themselves. I don't think they did a good job. So I'll see it. be interested to see how they do transition now into a second season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will be as well, but it seems like it, since we are getting to season two, we really need to know more about his backstory. And I was going to mention one more thing about Jamie Dornan. He, he did a good job in the, in the first episode and then the flashback flashbacks as well right. of playing the cocky guy. And then also turning into a sad, sympathetic and amnesia yeah. patient. Cause you know, um, he would be, uh, hopefully he starts getting into more action type roles. Cause he, he can pull that off with, yeah, he he, he's good at playing the, the cockiness. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at, if you go look at pictures from, uh, the 50 grades, 50 shades of gray stuff. I mean, he almost looks like a different person, uh, yeah, yeah. than from Lee was then. Cause I like when I saw the picture, the, the, the posters and stuff from this one, we, because you mentioned this as a recommendation of, a few weeks ago. Uh, I went and looked at it. I was like, are we sure that's the same guy? And it is. And you can see it if yeah. you, if you kind of compare them, but at first glance, it, they do not look like the same person. Uh, so he has kind of transformed himself and he could do this action stuff. If he, if he, that's a path that he, wanted to pursue i could see him pulling that off very really really well so all right uh what else anything else you want to talk about before we get into awards 
Um, let me make sure. Oh, remind me to never drive at night in Australia. Oh yes, that, they they talk about that quite a bit throughout well, the course of the show. It. Yeah, yeah, then we saw it. So they they paid that off at the, uh, the beginning of episode six when he ends up crashing. Uh, because he runs into a kangaroo, uh, because they talked about that, like, on three or four occasions. They talked about how you, you don't drive at night in the, in the outback because of, of kangaroos, uh, because they are, they are drawn to the lights and they, like I said, they ended up paying that off. I wasn't sure if they, they were kept hitting at that because they wanted yeah. to pay it off, but they, they did. Uh, one thing I will say also, this show did nothing, like, I didn't really know much about Australia until the internet came around, uh, but now I know that it is full of creatures that are absolutely horrible and want to eat you. Uh, wait, wait, you never watched the Crocodile Dundee movies? Well, yeah, I did, but those, I was a kid when I watched those. Okay. I don't really remember them. Uh, but yeah, so there's all these horrible creatures that will eat yeah. you, snakes that are like 50 feet long and all this type of stuff. So like, I never want to go to Australia. This didn't help me want to go to Australia yeah, Especially all. the outback where they are. That part of Australia, no, no thank you. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to pass on that every time so this didn't help with that uh anything else you want to talk about real quick no i think we're i think we're ready for the uh, awards okay sounds good so, all right so we have awards on this on this show if you're new to the show our awards are based on the six characters uh from friends whenever we wrap up an entire uh series an entire season of a show or a movie we always give out these six awards and our first award is the rachel which is the star of the show the person who's shown the most who is your rachel for the tourist I went with Jamie Dornan. Yeah, it has to uh, be him. I mean, yeah, he he was he was really good, and to show the range that he had of playing all the different aspects of uh, of Elliot Stanley, yeah, I, I thought he excelled at that. Yeah, he was my he was my Rachel as well because it, it, like I said, it just has to be for this show. If if he's not the the Rachel, then the show doesn't work, and so he, he does a really good job. I mean, he's in. He's not in every scene. He's not always on the screen, but he's in through through most of it, to say the least. Yeah. So, uh, the Joey, the Joey isn't necessarily the best character, the person who uh, was the shining star, but somebody you just really liked. So, who was your Joey for this show? Uh, I went with Danielle McDonald uh, as Helen Chambers. I I thought she was really good. Yeah. And th- th- this is going to be a huge role for her because she showed a lot. Yeah, I, I went with her as well. She that was my Joey as well because. And like I said, it was look, look. The person who they uh, they want you to think is going to be the, the lead, uh, which is uh, Shalom Brune Franklin, who plays Lucy or Veronica or whatever her name is. You know, that's an easy sell. Uh, it's not as easy of a sell for Danielle uh, yeah. McDonald to be the romantic lead to go along with Jamie Dornan. Uh, like I said, I mean, it's not that she's she's ugly or that she's not attractive. Right. It's just. She's not that same level of attractiveness as the other p- potential romantic lead is. And so, it, like I said, for her to pull that off was uh, really impressive by her, at least in my, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. And her, her chemistry with him made you believe it. Yes. And, you know, you kind of feel like if, if Elliot ends up around anybody else and if anybody else has such an influence on him after he comes out of amnesia, he could easily go back to his own ways. But Helen is really want, is the one who is making him want to be a better person. Uh, yeah. And you really get that sense of that. All right. Your Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most, who was your Chandler for the tourist? I went with Olafur as Billy. Yeah, I almost went with him, but I ended up going with uh, Sergeant Rodney uh, Lemon. Uh, I have his name, don't I? I can't find it anymore. Dang it. Yeah, he was good too. Yeah, it was Camille something. I can't remember what. But why don't you go? Uh, go ahead and go with. Uh, tell us. I, I just thought I thought Billy, like I said, was the the 
like you said, him pretending that his mother yes. <laughs> w- w- had every job that when he met someone, the fact that he wouldn't die. A couple of one-liners, you know, when, yes. he, when he was coming to attack, I, I, I thought he was, and the cowboy hat. Yeah, the cowboy hat. You know, the, you, the, the mother thing uh, that he was always, it's kind of, it was a little bit like the Joker in uh, The Dark Knight because, you know, yeah, when, yeah, whenever yeah. he went, whenever the Joker would, like on three different occasions, he says, you know what, I, you, you know how I got these cars and he had a different, a different story for each one. It was kind of the same thing there. So I don't know if they intentionally did that or if that was something they were thinking about when they wrote that lines in. But like I said, I went with uh, Sergeant uh, Rodney uh, Lemon or, or Lehman or like I said, I can't pronounce it, but it's Camille Ellis. I just looked it up. Uh, so I thought he was really good. I thought he was really, uh, he isn't in it much, but when yeah. he's in it, he, I thought he was funny and he made me laugh quite a bit. So yeah, he was funny. All right. Your Phoebe, the weird person in the show, who was your Phoebe? I went with Shalom Brunei Franklin as Lucy because we still don't know anything about her. Like you said, her, is she Lucy Veronica or is there another name? Right. Uh, I ended up going with Alex Dimitriades. I think it's how you pronounce his name. Is Costa just because I mean he's on LSD. He has an apparition yeah. of his brother that he's constantly talking to. So uh, that's the reason I ended up going with him because I mean that's pretty weird to say the least. Yeah, you're definitely a good choice. All right, the Monica, a person who plays a vital role in uh, basically driving the story along, isn't necessarily the best character, isn't necessarily your favorite, but nevertheless plays a really pivotal role in getting the story from point A to point B. Who was your so Monica? This is where I went to uh, with Damon Harriman as Lachlan. Oh, okay. Uh, I, this is where I went with Lucy, uh, just because I thought that she was so critical in getting uh, in Elliot's progression. I thought that was a key role, uh, so that's the reason I went with him but i can see lachlan too all right you're ross your least favorite character i'm a bit weird the same on this one i was going to say i would be shocked if you don't have uh greg larson yes. as <laughs> is ethan crumb yes, yeah. yeah oh gosh he was awful and he look, was terrible and kudos to him for pulling that off because i mean he was there was no redeeming qualities about this no. guy and, and he had that very good he was like very calm when he was manipulative Right. And like, like he wasn't like yelling or anything like that, but the stuff he would say was just horrible. Yes, exactly. It was, uh, he was just a, a piece of slime. I mean, that's yeah. just the only way to describe him. So he yeah. was, he is definitely the Ross of this show. All right. So, uh, we have a rating system here on the main attraction podcast. If it is the best of the best, it is a Game of Thrones. If it is just below that, not quite the best of the best, but pretty close, we give it a lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Uh, right below Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is Baywatch, which is only if you're desperate. So where does the tourist fall for you? So I had a really hard time with this one. Yeah, I did too. And I kept going back and forth. Um between Lost and Friends. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if we had a 3.5 rating, I probably would go with that. So I kept going back and forth and I actually talked to my wife because I was like, I was like, I'm kind of stuck on this one. So let me run this by you. And she understood because she said 3.5. Mm-hmm. And she's a lot smarter than me <laughs> and, and thinks things out. So that's one of the reasons I went to her. Uh, happy Women's History Month, wife. Right. Uh, so she made a good point. This show was really good but the pacing was such slowness sometimes that mm. we both went to our phones right. at times and still thought we could keep up with the plot and we didn't yeah i didn't say 
And in fact, when I went back and watched a couple of the episodes, I actually picked up on stuff that I had missed. <laughs> so because of that, I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, giving it a, I'm sorry, friends. Yeah, I, I went with friends as well. Like I said, I enjoyed this. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. It's just that ending. That ending just really soured me on the way that this show ended. I'm glad they're going to get a second season so that they can yeah. uh, hopefully try to redeem that some. Because I, like I said, I just did not like the way that it ended, and it was. Uh, like it's rare that I just I'm just so turned off by one part of an entire show, but that one just really turned me off. Yeah. Place, so. And you know when when you pick like uh, a Friends or a Level Three, it almost feels like you're insulting him. But it, but I'm really not because you know I'm I'm interested in a season two. Like I'm glad yeah. you know I enjoyed this, but like you said, it, it had some issues. Yeah, to me the the Friends is the ultimate. It was good, but typewriting right. uh, so I, I think that's where this show actually is like i said i enjoyed it but there were definitely some issues like i said it's just that ending i just uh, I, yeah. I keep harping on it but it just i just yeah. did not like the ending <laughs> so all right uh this was supposed to be our midweek show so i guess we can do you want to do recommendations and uh things we're looking forward to since we didn't get to do both on our previous yeah, recording yeah, okay yeah. so let's do let's go ahead and do uh recommendations and so we well, we are recording this while the Oscars are happening, uh, and so we're basing our recommendations off of the Oscars. And we both know what we're about to recommend because we've already talked about it, but you can't hear it yet. So, uh, so what were your recommendations based off the Oscars? So I'm going to uh, recommend, uh, and I'm going to do it much quicker than I did last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first thing, I'm going to recommend Belfast, which Jamie Dornan is one of the stars of. Yes. Uh, it is uh, it's Kenneth Branagh's almost a biographical of his life as a young boy in Northern Ireland, uh, with what they're having a lot of issues there, and he, he lives with his parents, his grandparents next door. But it's still a coming of age story, and it's heartfelt, even though they're going through some hard times. Uh, Belfast, unfortunately, it's not streaming anywhere yet. You can rent it, and okay. uh, it's it's worth renting. Okay. Uh, the second movie is Coda. On Apple Plus, uh, it may have already won Best Picture, uh, <laughs> but it's 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 rumored to be. It is fantastic. It's about a child of of deaf adults and just her trying to pave her own way, and but she still has to take care of her parents. Uh, the third one, King Richard, uh, the story of the Williams sister, star, starring Will Smith, who may have won Best Actor. Uh, it, it's it's really good. It's on HBO Max. I would recommend it. And the fourth one, I was going to say, hey, Nightmare of which, Alley. Just real quick, I look, uh, Will Smith did win Best Actor. Okay, great. And Will, if you watch this movie, Will Smith deserves it. And then the last one, I was going to say, Nightmare Alley. I was not expecting to really like it, and I really, really enjoyed it. I was I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah, it was good. And also, to update, uh, Coda did win Best Picture. So, oh, great. So we, we have confirmation on that. Uh, so, uh, good for, uh, like I said, I do want to see Coda. Uh, we, we talked about that a little bit more in depth in our previous recommendation, but yes, I do want to see it now. You know, I really want to see it now that it got Best Picture. It's interesting that a streaming service is winning Best Picture. That's kind of a new thing that, you know, streaming services are being nominated for all the Best Pictures because it used to be, it had to be in theaters, but now it's uh, not the case anymore. So, but, but good for Coda, good for Will Smith, good for all those things. So, yeah. uh, I, like I told you previously when we discussed this, uh, I figured you would go uh, live action, so I wanted to go ahead, go with animated because I know we have parents who listen to this show, and they're you know you're always looking for things that you can do with your kids. 
I did not see Encanto. I'd be willing to bet Encanto won the uh, picture uh, best animated picture, but I've been told that that was the case. That was going to be the case. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure it's great. Uh, I haven't seen Flea. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, I saw the other three. Uh, R- Raya and the Dragon is good. It's it's fine. If you want to watch it with your kids, you'll enjoy it. It's not spectacular. Uh, it's not groundbreaking, but I enjoyed it. Uh, it was good to, to watch with my daughter. Uh, Luca is kind of weird, uh, and I, I'm not going to go back into that. I don't want to explain a whole lot about that again. But if you if you if if you're familiar with the film at all, you, you understand why it's a little bit weird. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's got it's it's got some interesting things in it. But the one I really wanted to recommend was Mitchell's versus the Machines. It is a heartwarming story it's about a family that is dealing with the daughter getting ready to go to film school the mother the daughter and the father who were once very very close and got along and were just two peas in the pod as she has gotten older they've kind of grown apart they fight all the time and it ends up being these uh personal assistant robots that are created uh end up turning on everybody and uh this family has to kind of get like bond together to save the world and it's a lot of the father and daughter coming back together so i i have a daughter so this really struck uh stuck to me so that's the reason i uh would highly recommend mitchell's versus the machines if you have not seen it and want to watch something with your kids and you were right in canto one i figured as much i that was supposedly the, the runaway winner so all right, uh, let's do things we're looking forward to now. So what are some things you are looking forward to? Uh, I was going to say the, 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 this season of Atlanta, I watched the first two episodes that are okay. out. And that show, man, you just never know where it's going to go. It is, it is one of the most creative. Uh, just You just never know what's better. Right. Like there's the stars of the show may not be in an episode and that's what happens on the, <laughs> on the season premiere. So, but it's, it is one of just the most innovative shows to come out a long time. So I'm going to, that was going to be my pick. Okay. I want to see where this is going. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot, uh, just because I've been watching, uh, all of, uh, there's a lot of things I've wanted to watch in the last couple of weeks, but I've been trying to get caught up on Succession and also on The Tourist, so I really haven't been watching anything else besides those two. So I want to go back and catch some of the things that I've started, like I started Picard, uh, second season of Picard. I, I recommended that a while back. I do want to go back and check that. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to is going back and catching it. I've never, I haven't seen Halo yet. I want to watch Halo uh, and see what it's see what it's about. I want to watch Pachinko, which is supposed to be spectacular. Uh, it looks kind of boring to me, but I hear so many wonderful things about it. I yeah. kind of feel like I need to go watch it. So uh, I want to check that out as well. So there's all things I'm looking forward to. Just, like they're already out. They've been out for a while, uh, but I just haven't had a chance to watch them yet. So. All right, before we head off, uh, we are going to be reviewing, hopefully, <laughs> next week, uh, Succession. We'll try to, we'll do take two on it. Like I said, it was, guys, it was, a, it was an awesome show. We had two yeah. hours. It was, we had a lot of discussion. And we'll, like I said, we're kind of hoping, we're, we're, we're looking for a silver lining here that, you know, because we, in that original podcast, we talked about all the things. Oh, we forgot about this. We forgot about that. So hopefully we'll remember all those things this time around. Uh, so, like I said, we will hopefully be discussing this Succession and, and we will also be getting uh, Moon Knight uh, because the first episode will be coming out this Wednesday. Uh, looking forward to that. If you want to put something else in down that we're looking forward to, that is definitely it because I'll be interested to see what they do with this character. It's a very interesting character, a very different character than what we've seen in the MCU so far. So, All right. Anything else you want to add before we head off? No, I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us, and we'll talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and until next time, as always, may all of your easy times.